Welcome everybody to another recording of Geeks and Family Therapy. Now. How are you, Leah? I can't breathe through my nose. Yay! <laughs> I want to laugh. I want to laugh, but my nose is like vetoing that fact right now. So yeah, your yours is are, are yours allergies like mine. My, my worst part is that I have to see my allergist tomorrow, so I'm not on any allergy meds until after the appointment. So my asthma is triggered, and I feel completely tired. But I felt like doing this uh, episode today because when are you and I actually going to have time? <laughs> It's great. We actually have um, over 100 followers on Facebook, finally. Um, yes, and we love you, the still people, Still only 15 so on Twitter, but you know what? Uh, Twitter is still one of those. It's it's either on or off. Um, but we have, like, a great amount of hits, even though we've only had two episodes. So we're, we're in the uh, – I think we're at 99 downloads so far. So we're doing okay. I got 99 down- downloads, but a Twitter ain't one. Hey. So Leah and I are going through the wonderfulness of allergy season in the eastern part of the United States. And it was a wet season, so we- all of the trees are on drugs. Yay. Yes, what I like to tell people is I'm allergic to tree sex because that's what pollen is. So if you hear me coughing and her sniffling, we really do apologize, but uh, we're trying to be as human as possible on this. So without being obviously a commercial for a um, Mucinex or one of those program things. Yeah, Mucinex is great. Or they're not paying us. Not yet. No. (laughs) So Leah, guess what? What? I'm recording this on my brand new MacBook. Go cat, go cat. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Got a new cat. So computer. Yeah. Well, literally, this is supposed to be my early birthday present. So, yes. Uh, so I am doing everything now on my new MacBook Pro, which is, I mean, brand new, brand new. It has this really cool little taskbar on top, <laughs> which I might take pictures and post it with the blog post, uh, just so everybody can be envious of my my new laptop (laughs) but we're doing everything new uh with this recording so we have we'll have a new way to uh edit it with uh adobe and with my new laptop and um yeah so this should hopefully be a lot easier than it has been for the past two episodes which took almost a whole day to edit (laughs) (laughs) thank you shannon (laughs) <laughs> Shannon's a real MVP oh my gosh if it wasn't for him well one I wouldn't have my MacBook and two we wouldn't have an uh, a edited uh, episode Ooh, oh wait no yeah yeah, it would be horrible Shannon real MVP that's you <laughs> thanks so, um, so I guess let's start with well uh, we had this we have this horrible name for this uh, episode called trauma porn. And um, as everybody knows, when you have something that's kind of going viral on the internet, they add the word porn to it because that's exactly what it is. (laughs) And I think Leah is your best to go into why, why are we calling this one trauma porn? 
Because the other answer would be Schadenfreude. We have happiness at, at the misfortune of others. So we're in a situation, we are watching something, and if for some reason people do sure love a train wreck. I.e. people love people doing the worst possible thing. So this is like when we are driving on the highway and all of a sudden there's traffic and you see that there is an accident on the other side of the highway. And everybody's... And we all start rubbernecking because our heads turned to a 45 degree angle in the opposite direction to see what happens. So that is the non-internet version of trauma porn. (laughs) So the main reason why we are doing this episode is it was brought up by um, Josue, um, who I will always take recommendations from. And he said that this may be a good episode. And when Lee and I looked at it, this was a topic that she had wanted to do. And we just had a really great time with finding a a good source of how to base the trauma porn conversation uh, uh, off of it. So, because you will always find trauma porn on the internet, sadly, and that and that goes with all the news that's on today regarding people who shoot each other, people uh, who are shooting up schools, which was the original version of why we were going to talk about it. But this version um, actually includes way too many people. <laughs> so, do, <laughs> yeah. do you want me to start talking about it, or yes. okay, so. This was brought to us. It is a case of an online personality called Daddy05. He had a YouTube channel. Well, he still has a YouTube channel, but all the videos except for the apology video uh, has been deleted or privatized in a way that nobody can now see them. They had over 800,000 followers that were watching this man and his wife prank his children. And... As it was told in the media story, it was that the children were pulling pranks on the parents also when it was getting uploaded onto the page, but it was mostly the parents pranking the children. Sure, family pulls pranks on, on each other all the time. Actually, some of my favorite ones are is a, a video that goes on Facebook that... Um, this guy keeps pranking his wife, and then you see him dead on a couch with the song "I Will Remember yes, You." I love that family. I love that family because they also did. Like, honey, <laughs> they also do. I look. Do I look fat in this? <laughs> yeah. I remember you. So, and then they have the daughter who, during a New Year celebration, freaks out and starts screaming <laughs> and throws a punch bowl and um. They just look at her like she's crazy, but it's great. It's all in good fun. They all love each other. And those are definitely scripted. Uh, Daddy 05 is, can I say human garbage? Because seriously, human garbage. These are videos of him becoming verbally and emotionally abusive to his children. And with 800,000 followers, it took the last video for it to finally for somebody to finally say hey that's really not right um so the last video depicted the stepmother taking invisible ink and spraying it all over the carpet in one of the children's rooms now the history is that the youngest son cody had uh done this at another time where he had 
written all over the rug and it took them a lot of money and a lot of time to clean up the rugs. And they thought it would be fun to kind of scare him and blame him for all of this happening again. So she goes, she takes the invisible ink and then they start screaming at the children to come upstairs because Cody put ink all over the floor again. And now the apology, the apology video keeps saying that this was a family prank. Everybody was involved. It's very scripted that the kids uh, knew when to cry and when to scream. But, but the family is (laughs) verbally abusive. Like the, they are cursing out these children in such a harsh way it's not even like how did you get ink on the floor it's you fucking idiot i told you not to do this why would you fucking do this it took so much money before and i can't believe you did this again so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of language and then all of a sudden this kid is hysterical i mean there is no child that i'm i'm sorry that can make their face that red screaming crying and and if the kids are that good at acting why are they on YouTube and not Disney Channel or, I don't know, auditioning for movies? So this video took off and finally people started reporting it. And it took uh, a couple of weeks. It went through Inside Edition. Um, They interviewed them, which then they were saying it was all scripted. And then um, afterwards, they took down all the videos and posted this apology video. The apology video is very scripted. You can see the difference of them when they have a script versus when they're real life um, being assholes. So in real life, they're assholes that scream and curse at at their children. And when they're apologetic, they're scripted, um, highly edited. Like you can tell it's edited because there are cut scenes in it like hard cutscenes like 80s B movie cut ski- cutscenes where all of a sudden the uh monster is having sex with this woman and then the next scene is they're shopping yeah so the issue with all of this is when we if you've ever had the misfortune of seeing these video- videos the child shows distinct signs of stress mm-hmm. So, um, the child is flinching, he pulls back, his, his stairs are up and towards the, um, looking towards the father, like, very aware of the situation and scared of what could possibly be happening in that time. So we put ourselves, so the child is now in this position, a high stress situation that he should not be in. We try to... Explain to people that cursing in front of your kids is not good. Your language affects the children. Not because of the the specific word doesn't honestly matter, but the strength of the word is what matters. This child is now getting screamed at with profanities. And he knows that these are bad words because most kids above the age of four knows what a bad word is. And what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. And now he knows that his father is screaming these bad words at him. Oh, and so is his stepmother stepmother that ain't your mama yo if my mother ever found out that somebody who was not my mother was trying to act like that with me (laughs) we're not gonna go there but in situations like that you have to understand that these children cannot handle those situations and should not be put in those situations those situations are not for a parent to put their child in if the child is 
with his friends and has the fear from his friends, that's another situation. If the adults are having their jokes with other adults, that's another situation. But if you are an, a figure of authority talking to a little child, you have to remember that everything you say has a profound effect on them. What the situation is, these this family saw two venues. They saw that people enjoy watching kids, watching families have DK fun together, and they also saw that people enjoy malicious pranks. Now, you know what? I do have a question on this because one of the things they, that that they uh, stated was that yes, they uh, they uh, they liked the fact that there were so many people listening or watching the videos and downloading and subscribing, but they also mentioned something about money. So they're making money off of their YouTube videos. Okay. Yes. That shows like how I don't pay attention to some of this stuff. So how it works is that after a certain number of, of subscribe, well, before subscribers, if you had a certain number of people who, um, followed the channel, who subscribed to the channel, but didn't like pay the extra. If you had a certain amount of um uh, people, YouTube would start paying you the um video maker to produce these videos in exchange for the okay advertising that was used there, or for the fact that you were just being of use to them, bringing traffic to their site. So if you had over like a million views, they'll start saying, "Hey." Do you need some money? Because we'll help. They'll help you okay. pay. They'll pay you to keep going. And so the issue with that is that it gives this idea that this of this fifteen minutes of fame that you can get rich quick off of this fifteen minutes of fame, and that puts a lot of people, especially children, in danger. Wait, you mean people would use children to make money? People use cats. I think people take more uh, take uh, better care of cats than they do children. This is a fact because I've been to I went to a home recently and the kids looked um, tired and withdrawn, but those dogs were happy as well. <laughs> I mean, keyboard so... cat did not look like he was in uh, like he was malnourished or or in need of saving. Of course not, because everyone loves a cat more than they love people. Ultimately, the good news is that because of this, the biological mother has gained custody of the children. So my concern with that story is why did the biological not biological mother not have custody of these child initially? To to be realistic, most courts favor the mother. Well, now we both know that it would be a situation of either mom was not capable of caring for the children financially or did not have the housing to support the children and temporary custody would have been then given to the father until mom was able to supply these demands or mom had other issues that the children did not get, uh, she did not get custody of the children. But it can't be the money. I know that part because if they're using their kids as YouTube coins, that means they were not making enough money to deal, to not need to use it them prior. Because as soon as somebody made formal complaints about this, because children don't get remanded off the bat. They try to get 
oh, we're going to do ACS supervision. Oh, we'll help you out. We'll do preventive. And then they get remanded. So if they got remanded after all of this, if the money was the only thing that was causing them to continue, then it could not be that she had she had money issues. That the father was making more money than the mother. Because for all of that, mom could have took the kids and made her own YouTube videos doing that. How many people do you honestly think say, hey, I got two children here. I got some saran wrap. Let's figure out how I can make money off of my children and saran wrap. Everyone does. We all love putting up videos of our kids. And this is an unfortunate fact. They have... Everyone puts up... If you check your YouTube... If you check your Facebook, you'll see that every third picture is either of somebody's cat, somebody's dog, or somebody's kid. Wow, I must follow some completely different people than you do. Oh, yeah. Well, most of my friends had kids that, like starting at age 16 moving on so like there's a lot of people with kids on my, <laughs> my Facebook feed after a while uh, but a lot of them like to show off their kids oh look my kid is growing up he's um, so cute he's so adorable or, or I have a lot of people who like to share videos of other people's children oh my gosh look at this baby he doesn't know what snow looks like and look at his reaction ah Let's all watch my favorite trauma porn that's low-key trauma mm-hmm. porn. The videos that people like to post up of their children tasting lemon for the first time. <laughs> but that's funny. Babies making squishy faces. It, it's funny, but it's trauma okay. porn. So, so this, I mean, this one sort of has a happy ending, even though we don't know some of the backstory. And... Sadly, we probably won't find out any more backstory until later on when he's either fighting for the custody back or um, they decide to blow this way out of proportion. Because this is honestly a story of a husband and wife, a husband, ex-husband and ex-wife attempting to file for custody on their children. That got blown way out of proportion because a dad decided that it'd be fun to emotionally abuse his children in front of... Now, let's get this straight. 800,000 people watched this man become emotionally, verbally abusive to his children. And nobody, nobody, nobody saw that something was wrong. Of course. They no, they saw that something was wrong. They wanted to see how far he was willing to go. The old adage of just enough rope to hang yourself. Okay. Of course. So it all started and like if you look at the types of videos that were shown at the um that he used to originally show, it'd be like little things like we microwaved your Pokemon cards. Oh my god. We're playing Super Mario. We have Road Rage. Okay. And then it slowly gets like worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, actually, one of my favorite ones was the uh, the um, 
what did they what was it cody wasn't going to disneyland with them um the rest of the family was going on this family vacation and cody was not being allowed to go now first off okay this is another one of those situations where the person... Okay, so I didn't watch the video. The video, I watched the reaction of the video by somebody who has a very strong feeling about this man and what he's done. Um, and when I say strong, I mean, we've used some heavy words in this episode. She... I... I yeah, I mean, colorful. Really colorful. <laughs> Um, and you can see that she had, she may have had some uh, of her own trauma back in the day and was uh, suffering from some flashbacks while watching this. But um, it was it was bad. So uh, they were do they were going on vacation and they called the grandparents to come get the dogs and Cody because Cody wasn't going. <laughs> um, and she made this big deal out of Cody not going on the family vacation. Now, so let, let me explain this as a family therapist. We have made arrangements with families that if the child has not lived up to a, a bargain that they've made where, say, the family is going on a camping trip and the child really, really wants to go. Okay, we want you to go. We, this is a family gathering. We would really like you to be there. But... You know, you've been fighting every day and we don't think it's fair to sort of uh, reward you for bad behavior. So we're going to make a deal. You are going to refrain from fighting, you know, maybe five days out of a month or we'll try to get it for, you know, they'll, they'll make some type of arrangement. Not something that it's it's like you are never going to fight again because that's that's illogical <laughs> and that's impossible for these children to do. But if you say, you know what, if you can, instead of fighting every day, maybe fight, drop it down to two days of the week or try to find a different way to cope except for, instead of fighting, this way you can go with us. And if the kid doesn't go, it breaks the family's heart because, again, it's a family trip and this child isn't going. But how do you punish the children in the family who have been good, who have been doing exactly what they need to do, whose grades have been uh, have uh, have excelled for whatever good they're doing, you're going to punish the whole family for one bad child. So, yes, it's a big thing because it's a family trip. But we would say if this is the case and you find other family for them to stay with while you're doing this family trip or this family gathering of some sort. So that they learn that they can't get everything they want. So my issue with that is that I am against you holding high, high trips, high rewards against children. So something like a family trip should not be used as a bargaining tool, tool with children. Because that's something that everybody wants you to, to participate in. And, and honestly, there's really very small... Um, exceptional situation that would should get you banned from going on a This is why trip. I said fighting every day. <laughs> but even but even even with fighting every day, if you know that he fights all the time, and you still plan a trip to go to Disney World, you should be including him because you already know that this. Is hey, did I say Disney World? I said camping. 
<laughs> I, I I am being very realistic with the with the way we plot we plot these things. If they are planning a trip to Disney World or Disneyland, that's the first thing that we're going to tell them. Okay, we understand that you want them to behave a certain way, but a trip that large is going to be a little bit harder to kind of manipulate. But again, do you yeah. punish the whole family? For one person's misdeeds. And that's what you're doing. Because the moment, the moment you stop one child from coming, that's going to be all the other children think about. The rest of the children are going to be like, well, Cody could have been here. Cody would have liked this. Cody would have enjoyed that. And you basically put them in a situation where they're, they're now traumatized because they're scared. Because the next thing they do could get them taken away from the next trip that they go to and it's not and they don't know and to them if the child has been doing something normal that's to them normal he's fighting all the time he always fights all the time and he doesn't go to this big trip they think anything could get them well and i guess this goes to the idea of why are things that bad being normalized but this is a whole different topic i mean we're (laughs) but i mean okay (laughs) Yes, we're digressing. In all honesty, this is a situation where we don't want to normalize violence. So this is why we would say something like a big trip, like a family trip. You don't punish everybody for the child who uh, can't can't change that aspect. So if you're just saying you fight every day and you know that's bad, you know there's legal problems, you know this, this, and that, and we are attempting to break you of that habit and we're not asking for you to stop fighting cold turkey. We're saying that out of five days in, a, uh, in the week at school, three, you know, you go three that you fight and two that you don't. Okay. That, again, uh, this is a very, very, very large example. And this is a very, very <laughs> extreme example because if a child is fighting every day, they're probably not in school anyway. True. So in that situation, if that child is not willing to give that small leeway, if we're not seeing any type of adjustment, if he goes the whole time and, and we say this is for a two-month span and he, can only do, and he does once out of the two months with, one, with uh, no fighting... Is that enough to say that he's made progress? Probably not. But if you say, okay, listen, he hasn't been able to do uh, uh, two days without fighting a week, but he's been able to do one day a week without fighting for the two months, that's progress because he was going, he was doing that every day. But the situation is fighting has been normalized. The children should not see the fighting as normalization, which again is why you would take that large of a of a family thing away from that child because you're saying this is not normal and we're not going to to um reward somebody for doing bad behavior and you guys need to see that in this situation he get he's gonna have to stay with grandma grandpa aunt uncle whatever on you know until we come back and then our next big trip if he's made progress he's going with us but again this is not the reason why Cody was left. He was left because of something no. with playing with feces. That they that, that he didn't I, do. I honestly don't know if he didn't do it. Um, they said he has a tendency to play with feces. 
Um, so is this a mental health disorder? Is this, uh, is he, does he not have? It might be a coping, a coping mechanism, seeing that he's being traumatized all the time, and they put poop in his bed. Uh, th- these are definitely signs that there may be some type of PTSD or trauma-related um, disorder. He may be suffering from what we call ankyprisis, which is um, he can't control it when he has to poop. So he poops on himself. And some children, when they do that, will play with the poop. Again, it's when a child has been traumatized that much, it is a coping skill for them. Again, going back to... These parents fucked him up so good that playing with poop was good. So good. So let's talk about the let's talk about why this is why people enjoy this. Why do why do we go towards these groups? Why did it get so popular before we decided to say something about it to to be angry? How, why did we allow this to go on so long? Because. Well, that's, that's where, that's where you come in because my coming in is for me to say why they would take away going to Walt Disney land. And, and I almost got my head bitten (laughs) off, but this, these are ways we, we would actually work with families. Uh, so I would do the family <laughs> stuff, and you do that that wonderful life. thing called media yeah. psych. So this is this is your field here. So why is it that something like this does become so loud? Why does it become so lo- uh, large? Oh my god, I can't speak today. <laughs> Blame the drugs. Um, it's the lack of medication. It's not even the fact that I had any. <laughs> so the issue is is that media has a funny way of shifting people's perspective of what is acceptable media convergence which is basically the melding of all forms of media um, social media television movies and the internet like everything being able to cross reference that you were able to go on facebook and get news before channel 11 and get and channel 11 will post something that will post a twitter so you find out what's going on. So your New York scanner is telling you what's going on and all of that. And so it's that cross between all of these information. So the issue with that is that while it makes the world smaller, it makes the world open larger while making it smaller. So it gives a larger opportunity to find out about other information. That's the positive side, but it also gives you, it also closes your own, own audience. With that, we find ourselves with a shorter attention span and drawing attention to what will get us attention. So, okay, for example, oh God, I can't breathe. <laughs> okay, you cannot die on air. I think that would traumatize our uh, 99 listeners. Granted, it may get us a thousand <laughs> if you Trouble do keep on yeah. air. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, with media convergence, that are at our attention span shifting with this media convergence because a lot of information has come to us faster. We put, are put in a situation that fifteen minutes is enough to make you a millionaire. I.e., okay. the how about that girl? They already um, stated that she will be a millionaire by the end of this year. I I have no clue who you're talking about. She's this little white girl who went on 
Dr. Jewel said, catch me outside. How about that? Appropriated black culture and became a thousand deer. Hold on. And I will say it. That bitch. Go ahead. Yeah. So she's a whole other hot mess. We will talk about at some point. Yeah. Later. But <laughs> to go back on that. So because of, because people love these train wrecks, people love it started through the news. News was only telling you the facts. And at eight, we have a small lady who crossed the street and we are all very happy for her. And she did not get hit by a car. And nobody watched that. And tonight at eight, old lady manages to cross the street and she barely gets hit by a car. We're all watching that episode, right? Right. Of course. So, and the thing is, is that usually we waited until 10 o'clock to see these traumatic incidences that happened around the world. Okay. Like 9-11, we were all tuned to the TV from 8 o'clock until, from 8.30 until two weeks later, we were all connected to a TV because we did not have social media. Now, we have incidences happening around the world um, the bombings in Syria and people know about it as it's happening. There was bombings, I believe it was near Syria and a lot of reporters and bloggers who were from that area were posting their final videos and so we were watching the bombs fall as these people were saying goodbyes and everybody was watching it. So I guess then my question with this would be is this why so many people are now desensitized to these type of uh, situations? Now, if we go back to September 11th, it was the when when the plane struck the towers. These were it was all over the news. Uh-huh. You could not escape it. It was every channel was playing it and replaying it and playing it and replaying it and. Children were getting people. I don't even want to say just children. People were getting traumatized who weren't even part of it because they were just watching it on a consistent basis, just mm-hmm. constantly, constantly, constantly. And this is when that trauma porn was started because they started posting when people, as people, were jumping out of those windows, and they were, they were live during these, um, during as it happened, so they didn't cut out those scenes. Which is also one of the reasons why they put a five second delay on live street, not live um, TV now, because they're like, if something happens, they want a second to be able to remove it for and cut to something else. All right. So we went from, the, I wanted to say the Twilight Zone. Oh my gosh. We went from September, from uh, Asshole Daddy of Five to. to- um, September 11th. 11. Yeah. Yes. So, it all so connects. Trust me, I know where I'm going with this. Okay, <laughs> you know where you're going with this. Okay, as long as as long as we haven't gone off track because we can so, do that. I know we can. I have okay. faith in us going off track. <laughs> so, <laughs> with media convergence, we are put in a situation where everything is in one big ball. And so with trauma porn is We've allowed ourselves to want to see. We want to see the trauma. And because we want to see the trauma, um, 
so because we want to see this on on the internet we try and see what what's the next moment what where is the next traumatic in, um incident there's a actual site that i don't know if it's still up but when i was totally into trauma porn there was a site called gore.com where you would go and you would find really like gruesome situations and death and like basically like horrible like people as they died the victims the aftermath and all of that and you could watch it and guess what it was a site full of trauma porn and then I realized oh I was over this but back then you would have to search and find that specific page now you just have to watch Facebook live for long enough but the issue with that is that we're on we're going back we're on the internet the internet our attention span is lower everybody knows that trauma porn cats and children are what attracts people which is why on the news you will find either trauma porn a feel-good story about a dog that was saved or a feel-good story about a kid who managed to get into some school that they no one would ever think that they could ever get into because they're broke Oh my God, here's some good news. This girl did not get invited to the prom by anybody, so she took her Harvard acceptance letter. Case Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> we, lo- we love we love trauma porn, we love cats, and we love when, pe- when disenfranchised um, people get one over on others. And so a lot of these crossover in ways and diagrams and we don't do video, so we won't be able to show you that. But with that, with these, now we have people like Daddy of Five who find they, who find themselves with a small medium and availability of being able to simply just upload videos onto the internet and people be able to watch them without doing much work. And he also is aware that trauma porn kids um kids in terrible situations and cats are what drives people to watch things and he has kids he has a house he has cats and he can just make some trauma porn so he starts (laughs) traumatizing these kids and at first it's all fun and games and then as he realizes that more and more people are watching this He's continuing it with it, and he gets worse, and he overcompensates because now this is a show for him. This is a production for him, and he has to make it bigger, better, badder. And then this poor kid is becoming the victim of obvious and blatant trauma. Oh, that that tied together very well. <laughs> that was an awesome way to do that. Yes, <laughs> and and all of this while breathing slightly oh god yeah i i think i breathed actually only twice during that statement (laughs) so i am sorry to everybody who hears our her sniffling and if you can hear my wheezing i apologize we are doing this because we actually love doing this um so we're 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 slightly under the weather as we said way earlier so again (laughs) so sorry apologies sorry not sorry if you guys so like low key if Sudafed totally wants to like sponsor us I would be totally (laughs) down with that I 
kid you not, as long if you could hook me up with a lifetime supply, I would cry on screen and I would give you all the trauma porn you need. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Okay, so so now I guess why does it and you mentioned it before, but why do we get why is it such the the dramatic polarization? It's either happy kittens or girl who didn't get accepted uh didn't get a date to the prom but got accepted to i was going to say hogwarts harvard (laughs) i would accept that one i would i would i would like that video (laughs) yes um if my hogwarts letter if anybody else got that can you please send that to me because i'm still waiting for it and it was around the time where voldemort did attack so just saying lost in the mail i understand yeah, my owl probably died, but if somebody picked up that letter, please send that to me. <laughs> um, so she took her Harvard acceptance letter to um, the prom with her. So why do we like those? So why is it so important that we have both of those? And why do we like having that dichotomy? Because our lives suck and we like to see <laughs> other people succeed or suck worse than our own. I feel like that was the dumbest way of explaining it, but it was the most accurate. <laughs> I I don't. Th- I, you know what? I think it was low key the best way to describe it. <laughs> we love we love knowing that a there is a way to I as a peon in the and cog in the world. There will always be an opportunity for me to get better. I see this kid who's doing worse than me, and they were able to get into 17 Ivy League schools. Great. That means that there is always a way. My kids may have that chance. The next generation will have that chance. There's always a way to succeed. And at the same time, I want to say, but look at how how, how fucked up Cody's going to be. I'm definitely better than him. See, in that situation, I feel so bad for Cody. And, and I guess it's because of the the therapy aspect i'm like okay you can see that there's severe trauma there in the fact that there's either incapricious or the fact that he plays with his poop that's definitely a sign of something really bad with him Uh Uh, you can see by the videos that his parents are verbally emotionally abusive to him and as per the uh the story about the the biological mother getting custody they had um i guess i would say brainwashed him to believe that his mother had thrown him away like garbage but for him to believe that would have to be somebody instilling in him that he was garbage so was that his biological father and his new wife or was that mom originally 30 bucks on on stepmom we all know all stepmothers are evil. Ask Cinderella. Ask any Disney princess. Hello, like Rapunzel. Mother knows best. <laughs> oh, great. We're going to have a musical episode on one day when we're both not dying. Yay. Um, and at least Everything she will sound good while I'm tone deaf. You're the devil is a liar. everyone's ears will bleed and we will enjoy it (laughs) 
trauma porn again inflicted. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. But the thing is, is that we enjoy these moments, but we enjoy it until while it's still in good jest. So a lot of these things, we enjoy it with minimal backlash. I wish I remembered the name of that family that we were talking about earlier. Um, Which one? We talked about a lot of things. The family that I will remember. Oh my God. Them. Yeah. No, sorry. Touch. I don't know their names. I wish I remember their names off the top of my head, but they were a real, that's a good family, but that's a family who also knows what the hell they're doing. Um, dad was, um, in television is, I think so was mom. Like dad was a anchor and he decided that he didn't want to do anything. He wanted to focus on his family. And then they started doing these family videos together. But when they when they joke with each other, the adults do the jokes with each other, and the kids do their jokes with each other. And the kids may prank the adults, but it's not vice versa. So apparently, you can look it up by the dead husband walking compilation. Huh? That's literally what it's called: dead husband walking. <laughs> I accept that. Yes, the AB. So- yeah, so it's E H E B B E E E, and it's because um, they're and- Canadian. That's why they say A. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's real. Which was kind of funny because you remember I said I got a new MacBook and I got to put in my language of preference, and I it said I can put in American English, English English, or Canadian English. So I asked the guy. So if I put down Canadian, will it say eh after every, like, <laughs> thing that I enter? Um, yes, that was very stereotypical. That was my joke. He giggled. I giggled. Because it was a really bad joke. <laughs> um, but yes, that family, they do all work together on making these these family videos where they're, they, they kind of make fun of each other and it's uh, what not to say as a husband or boyfriend. It's um, the daughter kind of show, the, the family showing how much power the daughter has. Whenever the kids it, it, get out, like whenever the kids go to school, as soon as they kick the ki- kids out of this car, like whatever goes on. Yes. Sort of, sort of like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So <laughs> what happens when the kids are in school stays in their minivan, I guess. <laughs> but the so, thing is that, that they do, and they make it clear that this is a family fun. And in those videos, you never see anybody um, crying or hurt, distraught. The family is not cursing at each other. The um, It's all in fun and games. So the difference is, this is a family that has worked together to produce these videos, where... Uh, the the husband knows the, the the you can I'm sorry you can tell that the wife is in on these jokes. So when she says, "Honey, do I look fat in this dress?" and he says, "Yes," it's part of the, <laughs> the scene. In other words, men, if your wife or girlfriend says, "Do I look fat in this your dress?" Answer is you look beautiful in whatever you wear. Exactly. Always. <laughs> always. Always. And if they don't accept that, hey, honey, what were those flowers that you loved again? Yeah. 
always have a surprise in your back pocket or pizza. Yes. Pizza. Everybody loves pizza. Bring me soup. And I'll bring I'm gluten intolerant and I love pizza. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. It really is. Um, but yeah, so the family works together and the, it's a great bonding experience. Yes. Some of these YouTube videos are family bonding. They do well. Families work well together when you are cohesive and cooperative and very, very kind to each other. As opposed to Daddy 05, which is now Daddy 03. (laughs) Idiot. Yeah, well... We we I think we've started by calling him most names in the book today. But yes. before we go, let's say what he would get as a uh, foster care. He the his services. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Let's start with we did post this this as uh as a uh, a poll on our Twitter and most nobody said that the children should be removed from home which is great because everybody believes the same things families really do need to stay together unless and leah will talk about the unless in a little bit but uh so everybody did agree that it was um family therapy was the best choice um and then right after that is some parenting sessions so those were the two top choices um so Leah. <laughs> so as our, our, our resident so our resident media psychologist and also resident case manager, caseworker, case case planner yeah. in uh in I, I keep forgetting. So in Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania it's CYS in New York again DPW. Yes, ACS. ACS. Yeah. Okay. So So I work on as an umbrella, I work in an umbrella company under under ACS, which works with foster care. And so we get cases like this where it's usually it reached a point where the children have been remanded from the home. So at some point, ACS has decided that this home has not is not suitable for the for the children to live safely. In this case, unfortunately, I would say the the family the child would not have been remanded from the home initially but the mother as what as what actually did happen the birth mother had the right to would have ample right and ample room to claim custody of these children so if she had fallen off and lost custody before this would be a situation where she gained custody um in order for the father to regain custody he wouldn't have to take parenting class anger management um there would probably be an order of protection against him, so his his visitations would be supervised mm-hmm. until further notice, especially with the situation with him and mom. Um, and then the child would have to go through therapy, and then once the child has successfully been able to cope himself, they would intervene. They would integrate family therapy. So he would have to do individual therapy first, and then do family therapy. Same thing with okay. the father. He would need to do individual therapy first, and then do family therapy because a lot of issues with doing family therapy first is that some of these they got to deal with themselves before they deal with other people. 
So again, I get called into a situation as a family home-based therapist in a situation where the child is about to be removed from the home or the child has been removed from the home and is going to be replaced in the home. So in this situation, the child, uh, family home-based may get called in by what uh, is called in, in um, Pennsylvania CYS if they deem that the child does not need to be removed from home, uh, there's no immediate threat from the parents to the children, but family therapy needs to be done uh, as well as individual therapy. So what they would normally do is I would see them for both an individual session and family-based. So I would end up seeing them three days a week, um, one session with the child, one session with the parents, one session with the entire family a week. Now, if the child if the child has shown a lot of symptoms of trauma, then we would also include a forensic therapist. So this is a child who is, uh, Cody, I believe is eight years old, who would be doing four days a week of therapy. Hmm. In this situation, as a family-based therapist, I would say, you know what? Yes, this is a situation that family base would probably be better off after everything else has been put into place. But then again, um, it's preventative to prevent the children from being removed. So they would say, okay, dad and stepmom have to work on anger management. So that would be a court order that they would have to do. So that's one group therapy that they may be doing. They would have to get parenting sessions here in Pennsylvania, and depending on how how bad it is, they can be doing parenting sessions from anywhere from, I think it's six weeks to six months, which means oh. that they have an active CYS case for this long. Not uh, that may or may not include our family therapy. Um, so now, if they have work, this is the whole situation. So now we have a family who. Uh, maybe dad has a job and mom's a stay-at-home mom, or maybe both of them work. So trying to accommodate group sessions, their own individual sessions with their own individual therapist to help them with their anger issues, their parenting classes, then a family session, a parenting session with me, and then a family session with me and their family. As we try to explain to them that they're idiots. <laughs> Very professionally, though. Yeah, professionally. There's, there's a professional way to call. Them. <laughs> professionally, so, professional dumbass. So there's there's a lot that we have to take into consideration. So sometimes CYS will say they first have to do A, B, C, and D before the last part. They may say family home based has to come in at some point, but not right at the very beginning because if everything happens all at once. Um, we very much believe in not setting up a family for failure. So if it's a situation where everybody has to be doing everything all at the same time and the family, both parents work, guess what? You're shooting them in the foot. How are they supposed to provide for their family if they have to take time off here and time off there and time off there to fit everything in? Mm, so, so they may have a longer case with CYS, but they would end, but CYS would break it down so that everything can be accommodated. Okay. So it may be a situation where it would be um, 
where it would probably say six months they may have to do instead a year and a half. Mm. Yes. And these are very very vague, broad terms, so it may not happen like that. And again, different states have different rules on these things. So just because this is what may happen in Pennsylvania doesn't mean this is what will happen in New York, North Carolina, uh, or anything else. So with that, I hope we were able to uh, answer everybody's questions. If you have more, you can reach Leah at LFB on Twitter or leave, leave a message on our Facebook page, GFT. Oh, that's right. We have the Facebook page. Um, and of course, we have the Twitter, our, our own Twitter page that is, um, oh my God. Well, my, my Twitter page is at Kat, K-A-T-M-F-T. Or you can reach us at, um, why do I forget this? At Geeks Fam Therapy. So Geeks Fam Therapy. And you ask us questions there you can ask us questions on our webpage where you may be finding our podcast and if not you're finding us from google play or itunes but i will have all of our information in that uh in our synopsis of the podcast so thank you everybody for listening and again if you like us or you like any of the topics that we discuss we discuss the same thing on almost every every uh geek therapy uh program has touched on something that we've talked about already so you can definitely check out the geek therapy network where there's now six because of us yay us um (laughs) there are six different podcasts that you can definitely check out there um you can like our page you can follow us on twitter Um, and subscribe. So until next time, see you guys soon. Arrivederci. (laughs) Mataraishu. Sayonara. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) 